Well, it's not often I get a freebie, but I did. It got delivered to our SEN studios here at Optus Stadium, and I'm delighted to say that when I opened it up, it beat me to the punch because I was off to the shop to buy it. Footy Banners, a complete run-through by Lee Mayrick and Matty Haggis, of course. Now, let me tell you, this is an absolute gem of a book. It's, of course... The wonderful Simon and Schuster. It is uh, published by Simon and Schuster and available in most bookshops. Good ones and bad ones for thirty bucks. And we've been joined by Lee Mayrick, West Aussie boy, who's uh, well, has carved out a wonderful career in football, working with the GWS Giants. But in particular, this is a piece of absolute reading necessity. Hey, Lee, congratulations on the book, mate. You must be very proud of the end result. Oh, gosh, thanks for that. Yeah, we are really proud, and I think I might need to take you on a national tour if you can pump us up and the book up like that. I, uh, I reckon I could use someone like you. Uh, well, I don't think you need to, mate. I think just people need to go to a bookshop and get it. It's uh, the foreword written by a good mate of mine, Jared Whateley, as I continue to name drop, but just the presentation of it, mate. I mean, it's as simple as you'll see, the pictures, the stories, and the ground that you cover inside such a delicate little coffee table book, it's not this big, heavy, uh, space-consuming book. It's a wonderful piece of 157, 158 pages, small in size, but delivers such a wonderful message. Compact is the way we like to look yes. at it, and economical. Uh, <laughs> without getting too deep into it, uh, yeah, look, we wanted it to be at a price point that was really um, something that the everyday person could just you know, go out and get and the perfect gift, really, you know, Father's Day coming up and those kind of things. So as you said, under 30 bucks and, and uh, you know, think of it like a Peter Bell or something. It's small in stature but has plenty in there and, <laughs> and we feel like um, we've managed to, to cover plenty of ground. And, and the other thing is banners just, just make for this kind of content. It is all about um, stories and, um, you know, there's these photos that capture the moment so beautifully. So... Yeah, we, we put our heads together and have come up with something that we're pretty happy with. So uh, my first banner recollection was actually the 1973, now this will warm your heart because you know where this is going, the 1973 mm-hmm. Waffle Grand Final. Now, if you went into the old club rooms at Subi, you saw the then captain coach Ross Smith, who happened to play in St Kilda's only premiership in 66, and he was running through, and it was nothing more than a doorway, and he just had streamers, Morona Gold streamers, and there he busting through. And I remember that. It was on display inside the Subi Club rooms for a long, long time. I'm sure it still exists somewhere. But I tell you what, it's been done the full circle, hasn't it, since? I mean, we've got anchors and all sorts of things, and we've got the Eagles beak and, and sort of uh, at the moment we've got animated uh, banners, which we, they aren't actually in existence because there's no cheer squads and no crowds. Um, it's It's got the full gamut. Yeah, it has, and it started as such a, a simple thing with um, the fans just wanting to connect with their heroes, and it started as simply streamers hung over the end of the race, and and then we just saw it grow and develop over the decades. You know, images like the Ross Smith one you refer to in the 70s, they just moved off the, the end of the race out to the boundary line and was really about that crescendo as the players enter the field. And then from there, they got bigger and bigger. Um, some of the VFL clubs, went so big that the VFL as the, the legal authority had to step in and um, make some rules just because they were becoming a bit of a health and safety issue. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing we love about these banners is just that they go in all different directions. You know, there's the funny banners that everyone remembers, but <laughs> there's been the tributes, um, you know, there's been ones that really 
you know, um, you know, probably push the edge of what's acceptable. Mm. Um, you know, take Fitzroy, for instance, before they exited the national comp, uh, they were doing some really risque things. So, um, and as you say, um, you know, take West Coast, for instance, I think they actually left the, the polls for their banner at Subiaco Oval and they never actually made the trip to Optus. So <laughs> it's, it's a funny world. <laughs> Very, very true. And thank you. I've now received the Ross Smith uh, running through the banner. I, just, the, the memories are amazing. The big lion right there with the word lions. It was going through with the SFC on the front. Lee Mayrick is our guest. We're talking footy banners, a complete run through. I like you've got people behind the banners. Every club has got one, the head of the cheer squad or head of the banner making squad. Um, and for the, the connection to, as you talk about, the connection to their stars this is their world. This is how they plan their world. And we know that Daniel Williams probably made his name, unfortunately, for that time that he, uh, him and Michael O'Loughlin came face to face, Big Dan, but still incredibly passionate, incredibly passionate. And we know that, you know, I'm, I'm reading all the other ones about Darren Chinnery says the Fremantle Cheer Squad is my world. Mm. Yeah, you're spot on. And it's that connection between um, the the community, their, their cheer squads and their heroes that, that we fell in love with um, and really found out more about. Um, Matt, my co-author, spent countless hours speaking to these cheer squad members, getting their stories, getting to understand what makes them tick. And it's that sense of community. I, I don't mean to get all warm and fuzzy, but you know, in, in, uh, in the world we're in at the moment where people are struggling with various um, you know, mental conditions and, and uh, it's, it's a really tough world at the moment. These communities, these people from different walks of life come together for this shared cause and, and spend hours during the week putting the banners together. They, you know, are there on game day um, to, to do their bits for the team. A lot of them were probably footy fans that one day, you know, dreamt of running through a banner but haven't been able to do that at the elite level. So they've poured hours and, and years of their life into supporting in, in any way they can. I know this is not the ideal question for a man that's just uh, penned a beautiful book. Footy Banners, a complete run-through it is, and you can get it from all good bookshops, Simon & Schuster Australia, the, the publishing company of this. Leigh May- Mayrick is our guest. Um, is the banner dead because of what we've experienced, or do you think it will be reignited once life gets back to some normality? I honestly think it will be reignited, and it did make a brief return early this year. Um so the background for everyone's benefit is last year when uh, the season was tipped on its head, the AFL put in a range of measures to ensure the safety of all the players and staff and keep the season going. And they said, no, nah, the banners is one thing that has to go because we just, you know, there's no activations on the ground. No, no was kick at halftime. All that stuff's got to go. So we saw some of that come back at the start of this year. Obviously, the East Coast has been hit with... Um, you know, this Delta strain, which has slowed things up again. But I honestly think it's one of the traditions that the AFL sees and appreciates. They, they are very mindful that they want these small intricacies and uh, the unique nature of our game to continue. And our game is evolving. And, you know, we're seeing that the, you know, the women's game is going from strength to strength. The, the, um, the AFLW competition has mm. their own take on banners. And I just think personally, it's going to be something that will continue. And... They're different to what they have been in years gone by. They're probably a bit more environmentally friendly, thankfully. But, yeah, I think it is something that hopefully will continue to stay for, for another, uh, you know, 80 years. 
Very true. Uh, Lee Marrick, our guest. Footy Banners, a complete run-through, is the book we're talking about, and you can get it, and it's perfect timing for uh, all footy fans. And it's a cr- whole cross-section of all grassroots footy, women's footy, in particular the VFL days, the AFL days. I, I do remember the time that Nathan Buckley consoled the Collingwood Cheer Squad when it absolutely tore to shreds. And, I mean, there's Buckley in grand final mode, but he just said, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, you've done great and stuff. You know, stop crying. Get on with it. Um, we've got a game to, to, to win. I mean, that for me was – uh, well, that was real. I mean, that was real from an AFL coach to a, a mad, passionate Pies fan. Yeah, and a lot of your audience will remember that clearly because West Coast were the other team running out there at the time. And mm. it was just one of those, uh, you know, freak of nature moments where a gust of wind just tore through the MCG at the wrong time and ripped this banner to shreds. And, yeah, as you said, um, Vula is the lady's name that the, you know, that the cameras um, caught so visibly upset and Nathan just went over and consoled her. And, you know, I think it was a real pivotal turning point for Bucks. You know, he was always seen as this guy that was just game face on, win yeah. at all costs. But he showed this human side. And that went on to, you know, really uh, reflect where he was at in his coaching career. For him to be able to take a moment for the fans who had poured their, um, you know, their hard-earned uh, hours of their life into it. You know, for him to be able to console them and show the human side is a beautiful moment that we've, uh, you know, included in the book alongside a lot of those other human interest uh, pieces. Yeah, very much so. That's his smack in the middle, uh, of course, under the uh, under the chapter banner fails. Um, since you brought out the book, and people have realised the book is out, and I know it is selling fantastically. So, are you getting a lot of people going? What about this banner? What about that banner? And is there a chance that? Yeah, I, I am. I can absolutely guarantee a lot of stuff found itself onto the cutting room floor. Is there planning? I know you're just getting through this first one, and this one's selling like hotcakes. But are you looking at a part two because of of so much interest from people saying, "Oh, you missed this one," or "I missed the boat," or "I've got a photo of that one," or "I was involved in that one." Yeah, it's an interesting question, Goss. You know, this this Ross Smith photo we're talking about, for instance, it didn't make the book, but it's a cracking photo. It's you a know, great we, photo. we include a photo of Jack Sheedy, um, you know, yep. from his East Perth days. But you could easily include one from all the Waffle Clubs. Um, you don't want to go down the, the 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 path that I guess a lot of movies have, though, where you go, oh yeah, we've got a bit of stuff left over. Let's, <laughs> let's go again, and it just doesn't end up being the same. No, so, true, true. I, I, I don't think we will at this stage, but we have got a, uh, a Instagram account that we are trying to push out some of this extra stuff because, yeah, there has been a few people that had sent things through in the lead up to the book and, and now are saying, oh, hang on, I sent you this from the North Adelaide Roosters or whatever. Uh, <laughs> why didn't it make the book? And it's like, well, like, you know, unfortunately we've got, you know, limited size and space and we think we've, we've done the best we can to, to include it all. And, and we also want to include bits on the community footy club, yeah. which, um, you know, is something I love. It's not just about the elite level anymore. There's these community clubs that, um, you know, embrace the banners in all different corners of the country. And, you know, things like the Durian Bay um, Club up there in, in um, you know, the, the Central Midlands comp, I think it's called. Um, you know, they, they've been, um, they've won 18 of the last 22 premierships. I want to make sure that guys like that were included and not just the elite level. Oh, Savanti's, sorry, geez, they're going to kill me. I referred to him as Durian Bay. It's his Savanti's <laughs> Tiger Shark. Oh, oh, no. I'm going to get angry phone calls. They do this. get angry. They do get angry. Mark McCrae will be on the phone. Quick sticks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Exactly. <laughs> uh, may I just uh, finish up by saying you've got the podcast as well. If anyone's looking to have a listen, there's the tie-in podcast, the Footy Banners podcast, where you and Maddie uh, go through all of this. Um, and just in, in in a summary, mate, I know you work as the head of media and communications with GWS Giants. Uh, the boys just produced, and I know you're in lockdown in Sydney and are not with them, but I'm sure the feedback from their unbelievable win against Geelong, the news of Josh Kelly, you've got Toby Green this afternoon going to the tribunal. It's all happening. Leon Cameron has just coached beyond his years. I know he's been around a while now, but for a man that was under the blowtorch for a little while, you must be incredibly pleased to see how this this mob of boys, and that's predominantly what they are, a mob of boys, are against the odds doing what they're doing. You must be, be incredibly proud to be a part of that group. Yeah, it's a great club to be a part of and fortunate enough to have been part of uh, the journey since, uh, you know, almost since day one. I, I started working at the Giants in 2013, so come a long way. And I think it's great that you mentioned Leon Cameron there. For years, um, if the team lost, it was Leon's fault. And if the team won, it was because we were just this talented list of players. And I think slowly the dials turned and the conversations changed. You know, geez, this bloke can actually coach and um, can pull some fantastic results and some ta- tactics out of the bag, as we all saw on Friday night. That was an incredible victory against Geelong. There was, there was no reason why the Giants should have won that game, but thankfully they did. And, yeah, a huge couple of days coming up. Hopefully Toby Green gets off and then uh, obviously a, a pretty much a do-or-die finals-like game against Richmond Friday night. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big and exciting time to be involved in footy in Western Sydney. Yeah, you're a busy man and I appreciate you taking time out to discuss this wonderful book. Everyone should know about it. Footy Banners, a complete run-through. It celebrates one of the AFL's most iconic traditions. Greatly presented, beautiful sized, very cost-effective, can't wait for people to get hold of it at any good bookshop. Thanks for joining us, uh, Lee. You're a good man, and all the very best with the book. Good luck with the GWS Giants, and stay safe over there in lockdown. Really appreciate your support. Thanks, Scott. Lee Mayrick, there it is. It's an absolute ripper. Uh, I'll put it out there on my socials and on our SEN socials. Get amongst it. It is a great read, beautifully presented, and as I said, really good for every footy fan right across the country.